Hello everyone, welcome to the episode here. I'm your host, Zach of the Day. And I'm your host, Jake Cron. And this week we are talking about the one, the only, the most awaited film we've had, <laughs> Chicago Joe and the Showgirl, starring Kiefer Sutherland. Is Emily yeah. Lloyd? Who's the who's the girl? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, hold on, it's, uh... I think it's Emily Lloyd. Emily it's Sus? Emily Lloyd. And Emily Lloyd. Um, Kiefer Sutherland plays an American G.I. in London in World War II. He's G.I. Joe. He's G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe. Uh, he's G.I. Carl. He's G.I. Carl. He's G.I. a lot of things. He's G.I. Ricky. <laughs> Anyways... Um, he's in World War II. This girl falls in love with him, Emily Lloyd's character. Um, uh, henceforth referred to as the girl. As the show girl. <laughs> as the show girl. Um, anyway, she falls, she's into him, he's into her. So, what do two people do when they're into each other? They commit crimes. They um, murder people. They try to murder this one woman um and like they steal her fur coat and then they kill this taxi driver and then uh then they eventually get caught yep now that that sounds all well and good doesn't it yeah but this movie's an hour 45 and nothing happens to the first hour nothing happens in the first hour yeah i would i okay what did I'm you think thinking... of I didn't like it. Okay. No. Okay. Um, okay. 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 I liked. I liked aspects of it. I think yeah. this is certainly. This has um, some better Kiefer moments. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and it's. It's mostly frustrating because it wants to be doing something, mm-hmm. but a whole lot of nothing is happening most exactly. of the time. Um, you know, when things are happening, when it's like, you, well, and usually when things are happening, it's just so weird and campy yeah it's hard to really attach to any of it like when Kiefer oh they're like they're get things are getting hot and heavy she's yeah. like I have a rash on my tummy yeah he's like no but I'm getting hot so he just pours a whole beer on himself he just pours he the beer do that all over himself that's not the only time no that there reason. gets liquid that he gets liquid on him yeah there's also Very? a scene where he's they're trying to hold up a rum house and then there's just uh like this general or whatever who's like oh, a lot of good men are about to die tomorrow and then he's yeah. just peeing on Kiefer's feet. He just he just pissing on his just feet. That was pretty funny, feet. yeah. There's just you know it's just a scene that happens in this movie. Yeah, that that's when the movie's at its best when it's yeah, just it's incoherent nonsense. But at least it's at least piss is involved, so you can kinda laugh at it. This is gonna be the most piss heavy episode of Easy Keeper. Hell yeah. Um Yeah. Because they try to do this whole ooh, she's having fantasies, ooh, unreliable narrator almost kind of yeah. a deal. But and it's it, so inconsistent. Yeah, it works because they, they they do it for the first like hour and it kinda yeah. works. But then they just give up on it for like a good mm-hmm. twenty minutes. Yeah. It's like what I thought we were doing a thing here. Yeah, well, they, we, like, what happened to the thing we were doing? Never do it after the first major, like after they get the fur coat from the woman. Like, yeah, like this not is even during the murder that they do, like when he shoots a guy. <laughs> yeah, like 
this movie, it's trying to be all stylized, but then it just gives up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what else is a bad part of the style in this movie? What else is a bad part of the style? The of sets. The sets. The sets, yeah. Sets. It's a period piece. It's set in 1945. 1945? 44? 44. 44. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, London. Uh, and it just looks generic as hell at best and poorly Jeez. made uh, worse. Yeah. yeah. Every outdoor scene, it just... Yep. You know, and they, they really only use, like, the same two or three locations as outside unless they're in the countryside somewhere, like... Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's not... Not great. There's that one scene where the girl's, like, looking out the window... Uh, the showgirl's looking out the window and like the camera pulls back and there's like all these searchlights and it just I don't know didn't yeah. feel good certainly like, not I, think... I mean it didn't help the rip that we watched was from a laser disc and it was 4x3 so like that didn't help the look yeah the but four it's by three not a looker and the fuzziness like really made this feel like a TV movie feel like you're watching a TV movie in the 90s which I mean, general, I f- you should be able to tell if a movie's a, a TV movie or not. Yeah. But this... I, I'm still not entirely convinced that this wasn't a TV movie, even though I know it wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it was released on Laserdisc, so it at least had that. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Wow. Laserdisc. Uh, okay, I was going to say, um, I don't know if you noticed at the beginning, uh, Hans Zimmer... Um, did the score? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just reading on IMDb. I just saw this in trivia. Mm-hmm. So um, even though Hans Zimmer was credited with the score, in an old interview with Shirley Walker, she stated for legal reasons Hans Zimmer was credited, but he didn't write any of the score, and it was all done by her. So what the hell? Huh. Which makes sense, because there wasn't a single <laughs> in this entire movie. I mean, there, there was a point where I was going to joke about, like an actual, you know, person who does scores doing this score. Yeah. But then I found out that he's credited in this, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Mr. Hans, I did all Nolan's films, and they all sound the same Zimmer. Yeah. He's on the credits for this one. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's just so much of this movie that, like, it's just it doesn't it just doesn't work like so the whole thing is like she's got the hot for him because she thinks he's some he's some dangerous like gangster from Chicago he's mm-hmm. Chicago Joe um, but then that translates to she's like oh yeah let's do something dangerous let's and that translates to let's kill people that would be yeah. fun and it yeah. just it, it's not like apparently it's based on a true story whatever but like it's just yeah. none of these characters feel like real people. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it certainly more at the start. Mm-hmm. When like I, I, I did appreciate. I, I liked the opening, where it just has the red curtains and then it says this is all a real story because it felt like it was being like to me at least I can yeah. read it in a way that it was being self referential and being like, this is a this is the most real story you've ever seen while like clearly, Whoa. showing right in front of you this is a show this is not real. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just never really commits to the stuff no. that would have made it work. 
and it, it instead you're just left with a movie where Kiefer Sutherland makes out with people. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like he has this whole there's this whole other side plot of this other girl that he's like <laughs> that he's that he's with, and that also just doesn't go any like it barely comes up in the end. Yeah, but it's I, it's not enough to justify it in the movie that's so boring and long. Yeah, I was pretty miffed that this wasn't actually a gangster movie. That's the other thing. I I thought this was actually going to be Kiefer Sutherland playing like hamming it up as yeah. a gangster in twenties Chicago. I was so excited for yeah. See, I'm a Chicago Joe. You see, this is my showgirl. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm a showgirl, yeah! Like, that would have been a good movie. Yeah. This is just boring. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm still, like, confused as to what... So, he was he was a GI. Mm-hmm. He had deserted. And mm-hmm. he was telling people he knew Al Capone. But he just had stolen a truck and, like, was just kind he, of a bastard. I think a he bastard. was mostly just telling... The girl that yeah and then who what was lenny's thing like Le- i think that was just like his con i don't know some guy who was helping him out and to avoid the feds i don't know because they kept yeah. you're right they did keep it, it doesn't have any real clear you know what's actually happened and what hasn't um although it did yeah, I don't know. Because even though there are points where, like, visually it'll shift, and it's like, oh, we're in showgirl mode. But it it never comes together. No, and um, it's... Like, in, in a, with so much, like, unnecessary garbage, you should be... You you had the time to tell me what was going on. And yeah. you didn't. You just kind of rushed it at the end when they get, like... The last 20 minutes is after they get, is they get caught after the two murders, and they... Uh, like it's the one lame ending. Yeah, and then they like get brought in and they get questioned, and then uh, it's like they were uh, Chicago Joe was was uh, was put to death for his mm-hmm. crimes, and the showgirl was not. The end. Yeah, it was funny. They were like, "Oh, the showgirl got got reprieved like the day before she was supposed to be hanged." And then I was like, in Chicago, Go Joe got reprieved the day after he was hanged. <laughs> 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 Isn't it ironic? Hi, I'm Alanis Morris. That's her name, right? Morissette, yeah. Morissette. It is like rain on your wedding day. It really, this movie, I, you know, if I had to say one thing about this movie, I would say it is like rain on your wedding day in that it's not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's from the 90s. It was, I mean, like, glad I, I watched it. it. But just want- because I'm a Kiefer fan. Yeah, like, I wanted so much more from this. Like, I, mm-hmm. it was kind of, you know, we built it up for so long. But, like, also, like, the the poster and, like, reading the synopsis, it's just, yeah. it's not what I was ho- wanting it to be. And I like, also for think that reason, I kind of got bamboozled by all the English people. I was not expecting that's also true. London and England. It's just like, oh, my God. I need to, like, English people. prepare myself to hear an English accent. I can't, like, yeah, go into yeah. it raw. Man, one of those. I can't just like go in and just hear hear someone say Tuesday. That's yeah. yeah. Um, there was that one guy who he was the oh goodness he was like the detective, the leader detective, or at least the lead interrogator. Oh yeah, yeah. And his face. This is power. There's some powerfully English faces in this. There film. are. 
What was up with the the dad with Joyce, like the other girl? Her oh dad yeah, being like, hmm, I don't like Winston Churchill very much. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, mm. after the war, we'll get a uh, we'll go Winston Churchill. You know, we need a real leader like uh, like Roosevelt, Roosevelt or, or Stalin. Stalin. <laughs> Both choice for the nineties. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, let's see what Kiefer's look in this. Oh my good golly gracious G. Wilkers. It's good. Whenever, yeah, whenever he's in the... I, I don't love it when he's in like full military gear, but when nah, it's tank like, top mode, oh, and when oh, it's pinstripe when it's, suit mode... Yeah, it's when it's her like hallucinations. Oh. Oh, oh, is it I like, on here? I actually is it squealed just me? a bit. Hubba, I squealed hubba. a bit the first time when he like, <laughs> and he had his little cigarette in his oh, mouth. Forget it. And his his hat. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hold on. Let me just. And then they drive by that like exploding bus. Sorry, going back to the movie itself, they drive by that like exploding bus or whatever, and there's yeah. that lady with her boobers out. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it was you know. So this was on TV. It was on Naughty TV. Yeah, yeah. Not Naughty TV. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. just like... Mm. That's the problem. It has... There's so many... There's parts of this that I like and that are fun and that are good yeah. as a fan. But just as a whole, I was bored to tears by this movie. It was the longest hour and 45 minutes of my life. Like, I just I kept say... looking like... How are we? There's still like 50 minutes. How? I didn't quite find it that, but I also did watch it in chunks because I have to start watching the movies in chunks now because of uh, my Thursdays are very busy these days. Fair. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I watched it in chunks and then I like paused and went to go do something else because I couldn't. Yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you. You know. Man, remember the dance scene where she's like just dancing with all these random people yeah. and there's a fight and you're like, nothing really happened it's like, here. Glad we still don't have the main incident on the movie yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much you could have cut out. And yeah. it would have worked so much. it's just, you know editing people. Editing exists. Edit your scripts and then edit your freaking yeah. movies. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, I was thinking actually it was funny because um, my roommate and I were joking about this being a Christopher Nolan movie before we even saw that Hans Zimmer was credited, as it was just like, dude, like they should have had Michael Caine play the the oh, taxi driver who gets shot. You could be like, where you I'm going, the taxi Gus? driver. I'm Michael, Michael Caine. Where you going? I'm Michael Caine. Not a lot of people know that. Where where you headed, Governor? Where you headed to? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, you know, Christian Bale uncle. as Kiefer Sutherland. Well. Uh, no. I would like to see Kiefer in a Nolan film. That That's would be true. fun. That is very true. I think that would be fun, too. Tenant yeah. 2. And then Starring I was also Kiefer joking Shaw. that they wouldn't, it wouldn't be Chicago Joe and the Showgirl because he couldn't have a female main character. Uh, That's, you know what? That's fair. It would just be Chicago Joe. Chicago Joe and his Chicago bro. Yeah, Chicago Joe and his, uh, spoiler alert, his twin. 
Whoa. Ooh. Really makes you think. Ooh, really makes you think that he had an identical is. twin the whole time that Whoa. we didn't even know about. Dumb movies. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie... <sighs> is it a Kiefer, though, is the question of the I'm going to say no. No, it's not. I mean... No. it's It comes so close, but yeah. also it just squanders its potential. Yeah, it was too... Bo- you know, if it wasn't, like, boring as all get out and go, you know, yeah. then maybe. But you know what isn't boring? That's right, it's taglines. It's everyone's favorite uh, segment. It's taglines. Yeah. Attraction drew them together. Compulsion drew them to murder. Nice. When desire has no limits, fantasies become dangerous realities. Ooh. This has been taglines. I have, I have, I have the a subsection of taglines. Oh, oh. There's uh, just because on IMDb they have a picture of, of one of the home, home video formats. I don't know what Ah. format this is. We're gonna read some of the box quotes. Oh. Um, an orgy of kinky sex and murder, (laughs) from the sun. Well, that's I would disagree. Uh, We have pretty, pretty straight, pretty standard. Now, the next one, very agreeable. Kiefer Sutherland, one of cinema's hottest young guns. Yes. Like, yeah, and he's holding a gun in the poster, too. Like, ooh, there's even the German box, where it's like, Ihr Leidenschaft ist ein Gefahr. Ihr Verlagen ist Mord. I'm seeing, uh, actually, on INDB, a poster that has another uh, tagline. So we're going to add another tagline. From the moment they met, it was murder. Ooh. That, someone was uh, proud of that. Someone was proud of that. Who is it? I love all these posters. There's a yeah. lot of posters for this Yeah, we film. don't get that a lot. This, this one, Japanese one, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, You can't yeah. imagine why this would release in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's, you know, that's review. Or that's not review. That is. Taglines. Now it is time for reviews. I'll be waiting for it. Coming to us from Thomas Fitzgerald. Two stars. Yeah, he does. Don't pay more than two dollars for this movie. Not a full movie screen. Not worth <laughs> over two dollars. I paid twenty. My loss. His losses are toss. This one comes to us from L R W. Three stars. Oh. Oh. Doctor likes Kiefer. <laughs> Movie. Okay. Uh. Oh, did you say daughter? I thought you said doctor. No, daughter. <laughs> like, what does a doctor have to do? That's also is a very good review. Yeah. Um. Oh, we got one from Stardust. Uh, yeah, one yeah. star review. Review United States, uh, November 6, 2012. Chicago Drill and the Showgirl. This movie is really bad. I love all Kiefer Sutherland movies except this one. It was a very poor production. Wow. Now, Stardust. I don't know if you've seen. I don't know how many Kiefer movies you've seen. But I assure you, you do not love all Kiefer Sutherland isn't, movies. Isn't. Um... Isn't Stardust one of the characters in in Lost Boys? Isn't that the girl? Uh, I don't oh, her name's just Star. Okay, it's just Star. Okay. I mean, technically, we're all Stardust if you think about it. Uh, um, this next one comes just from Noreen. 
Four stars, another great work from Kiefer. Kiefer is the best. He was born to be an actor. So natural. Yeah. I love the sensitive side of him, and it's not just acting. He really gets into his character, and that's what makes him one of the best top ten actors of all times. Well, Noreen, if it's you're listening, not, it's not just you. acting. He really gets in character. It was character. It's you know, it's not acting. Here we go. We got this one's from Caroline's. I think this is this one's like a three paragraph piece, okay. but I think it's worth it. Hit me. Man, was, okay, four stars. Fatal Attraction meets Bonnie and Clyde in Chicago Joe and the Showgirl. Man, was this one disturbing movie. If it wasn't well, positively 100% true, I may not have reacted so strongly. But this film is true with no characters or events altered. Sometimes real life is better than Hollywood. Let me explain. Chicago Joe and the Showgirl is a sober, a chilling account of a Yank and a Showgirl over a five-day period in 1944 war-ravaged London. It is the faithful retelling of two people, one Chicago Joe, Kiefer Sutherland, who is a self-aggrandized wannabe thug living out this double life as an army lieutenant, and Georgina, a two-bit London Showgirl with delusions of being Barbara Stanwyck. The two meet in October, and for the next five nights go on a joyride spree that becomes increasingly dangerous. This is the ultimate I-dare-you-to-do-it film. As Kiefer Sutherland's Ricky becomes increasingly unsure of what and why he is in this relationship, Lloyd's Georgina becomes a positive sociopath and is absolutely bone-chilling in the role. She smiles as she sees blood and watches people suffer. It is unnerving at best. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you know what at best means, bud. Uh, generally, I don't know. It's like if you're grading her performance. Yeah. <laughs> where where are you finding this review? Caroline's. It's like right below Is? Star's review for me. Star. Oh, I don't. I'm not even seeing anything below Star. Oh wow. Anyways, uh, director Bernard Rose, whose later successes include Immortal Beloved, Candyman. Anna Karenina and To Live and Die in L.A. cleverly styles this film after the famous gangster-slash-femme-fatale noir films of the era. At the times, the viewer is not sure what is true and what is cinema, just like the dilemma of the two main characters who begin to obscure reality and fantasy. This is a darkly filmed and darkly portrayed piece of modern-day noir and is cleverly built up to a most surprising climax. That totally surprised me. A really neat and nifty piece of work. A second viewing makes it all the more interesting. Emily Lloyd is really creepy. You watched this twice? Yeah, that's... That's, that's messed up. The serial killer level. That... Oh my god. I hate god. that. I hate that. What else have they reviewed? Uh, well, one of the reviews is called The Universal Love of Grandmas. Uh-huh. Anyway, I mean, uh, don't we all universally? <laughs> uh, is that reviews? Uh, no, I'm gonna. It's because it was from DJ Woodley. I just had to. <sighs> okay. Three stars, Chicago Joe and the Showgirl. Not one of Kiefer's best, but watchable. Emily Lloyd was a good quote. Qu- emphasis on quote here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Slutty type, and oh. <laughs> even though she messed up production with so-called <laughs> illness throughout the filming, 
Patsy Kensett was also in the film as as an innocent cast innocent casting as the sweetheart. Yeah. Oh my god. People really are just allowed to write anything on the internet, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna skim through this one. Okay, one more for real this time. SM Johnson, five stars. Bad boy, bad girl. This is as fresh as a daisy. It was released in 1990, but is the same genre as several films I've seen at the cinema during the year. I'm not sure if they're talking about 2014 when they reviewed this. Anyways, set during the London Blitz, starring a very young Kiefer Sutherland, son of Donald and Emily Lloyd, member of the well-known Lloyd Pack acting family. Of course. Other cast members include Cassie Kenza and Keith Allen, father of Lily, who have all had very good acting careers. The indoor sets are beautifully 1940s. The exterior scenes all take place at night during the blackouts, so one can't see very much. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's a little trick we call we don't have any money. That's yeah. film business lingo for you there, folks. Uh, you don't even need to go to film school for that. But it is very atmospheric, and against the callousness and cruelty of the war, the two leads retreat into a fantasy world which is equally as callous and cruel as the world they are living in. When they are apprehended, they sing like canaries. Took me back to wartime, which most people alive now don't know. And yes, I can see how this dreadful life we had to live through sent some people over the top. Thank you, S.M. Johnson. Thank you. You know, you know, what, uh, you know veterans, so none of our opinions matter other than S.M. Johnson. That's true. Honestly, is that reviews? That's reviews. That is reviews. And now we're moving on to news. We got kind of, you know, we got, we got some stuff here at the Kiefer News Desk. So welcome to the Kiefer yeah. News Desk. We got our big, our big news story this week is D- D- 24 is now on Disney Plus. That's right, folks. The same streaming service where you can watch The Lion King, both the live action and the non-live action. You can yeah. also now watch Kiefer Sutherland commit war crimes. So, yeah, get on that. Yep. yep. Uh, so that's, you know, that's all I have to say about that. We've discussed that before. Next up, our next piece of news. Um, this, this is becoming a genre in the Kiefer News desk uh-huh. of politicians doing political things and then someone being like, this is like in Designated Survivor. Yeah. Uh, but this is this isn't the typical one that we typically get. Okay. Um, so special report. Jen, I don't know how to say her last name, but Biden's press secretary may have taken okay. a leaf out of designated survivors. White White House press secretary Seth Wright. Now, for those of you who do not remember, Seth Wright actually uh, between Harold and Kumar and being on designated survivor, he worked in the Obama White House. So an actual yeah. politician. Mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this article is about uh, starts with um, some just really good journalism about her immaculate blue outfit. Nice. Um, I'll be honest with you; I have not read anything yet, so I'm trying to figure out what the what the comparison is. Okay. Uh, um. Uh. Okay. Basically, just, uh, I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read kind of like the byline on this or whatever you call it the thing that this yeah yeah. Headline. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is pretty bad. So there's Pisaki. Curtis, courteous but not too over-friendly. Makes no qualms, no faffing, and if there are no concrete answers, she's vowed to get back with some very right-like, so to speak. So from what I'm getting from this article, the whole thing is like, yeah, she's a press secretary, and he was also a press secretary. 
and they were both press secretaries, and the good start was further boosted when he roped in experts or members of senior administration. Like uh, his job? So uh, just like in the TV show Designated Survivor, the press secretary is the press secretary. You, this Democrats, may be a reference yeah. to de- Designated Survivor. Like, who the hell? What? Cares? What is this website? We've never been on me. This is, is Meow. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> 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 See, that's yeah, that's literally all I'm getting from this. Uh, she's no different. Uh, she's not meant to worry. She stayed. She knows the powers of the podium. She's also made the importance of like. Yeah, it's just it's just a celebrity news. This site, is really. incredible. I love this article. Yeah. Um. So that's that article. Now we're gonna move on to our last article of the day. Who's Cody uh, Butt? Who's <laughs> Cody Butt? I don't know. He's in one of their articles. They this is an article called "What Is Cody Butts Net Worth?" Floribama Shore star worked as bartender and basketball coach before the Shore. Okay, well, what is his net worth? Well, let me find out. Okay, he well, has you're doing butt naked and pursued most of his castmates on the castmates on this show. His net worth is a hundred thousand dollars. It oh, is the good. same as the That's rest not... of the men on the show. That's okay. Um, well, so it's... this last article is from Sunrise Read. Uh. Where does Dino Fury take place in the Power Rangers continuity? Now, you may be asking yourself, what does this have to do with Keeper Sutherland? I'm asking myself the same damn thing. It came up when I Google News searched Keeper Sutherland, and I thought that was funny. Also, apparently, so there's, because I was like, wait, isn't that the one from the old? No, because there's a Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which was like Mm. a thing when I was a kid. Now they're doing Dino Fury, so like, come on. Come on, folks. Real original. And the original Power Rangers were dinosaurs? Come on. Time to throw mm-hmm. in the towel. Get Kiefer Sutherland to be a Power Ranger. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And then when they do the sequel to the Power Rangers movie that no one saw. Ah, oh, they did make a Power Rangers movie. I did. Oh, man. I just saw a headline about Blazing Samurai, the film that is existent and is happening. Mm, and so that's upsetting. So we're going to move quickly. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Sorry. Now you've got me thinking about, I forgot about Blazing Samurai until this moment. Because I've had, I've, I've screamed about this film before because. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Because Michael Sarah's in this. Yeah. Oh, he is? Oh. Yeah, Michael Sarah's in this. Michael Sarah, You're better than that. Yeah. It's an animated, because there's so much that's, that's wrong with it. Okay. It has Michael Sarah. It has Samuel Jackson. It has Ricky Gervais. The poster is like a fat cat's butt. You're burying the lead here, my friend. It's... Huh? You're burying the lead here, my friend. What does that mean? Sorry. You're burying the lead. The lead... Like, the important part about this is... It's It's Mel Brooks. It's Blazing Saddles. It's based on Blazing Saddles. Yeah. That's what I I was just going to get And it's been, like, in development hell for, like, years and years and years. Like, Until it'll eventually just be an actual hell. Yeah. Like all us. Yeah, we need so we're gonna take Blazing Saddles but make it animated and make it samurai and we'll get Gabriel Iglesias and we'll get George Takei and we'll get Ricky Gervais in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is probably gonna be Mel Brooks' last project. That is not I don't think he's involved with this. No, he is. 
What's he doing on it? I mean, he's, he's not... like, I don't know. He's producing it, I think. He's, he's the producer. On... You get it? Because that's one of his things. It's one of his things. He's not credited on, on Wikipedia. I thought he was, but that's, you know, still, that's shameful. It's still, it, it's, yeah, this whole thing, man. Oh, no, he is in it. He's in it. He's, he's executive. He's, he's oh, yeah, actor. he's in it, and he's executive producing it. Wow. It's really sad. Yeah. Oh, 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 and I forgot what Ricky Gervais's character's name is. Oh, I, yeah, I'd it's a bad name. I actually might vomit. I might actually vomit. Oh, my God. It's not coming. Oh, yeah, okay. So we're moving on to uh, what are we watching next week. Jaden, give me my options so I can be done thinking. Duke of Groove? Duke of Groove. Oh, that sounds fun. Or uh, Renegades. Renegades, baby. Uh, like Duke of Groove is a short film. It's 32 yeah, minutes. So yeah. I would... Oh, this one has Tobey Maguire. It's Duke of Groove, my guy. All right, sounds good. It's got Tobey Maguire. It's got Uma Thurman. It's got Elliot yeah. Gold. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I knew all this. Come on. Before picking it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Cool. Come on. Uh, and baby. Come on, everyone, and help me think. Yeah, this is weird. Uh, thanks to Kaya for our incredible, fantastic, sublime, hmm. beautiful podcast. Sorry. You can check out links to her work in the description. Go check out her Instagram. She's got some cool work on there. She's, like, actually talented, unlike us, who are hacks and awful. Um, so go do that. Um, yeah. And while you're there, you can also go take a look at Kevin McLeod, who created the song Stacks Rock and Roll, which is our intro and outro music every single week, you know? And weekend. Um, and also, you can follow us on Instagram at HAK Podcast and Twitter at HAK Pod. Switch it up there. Um, you know, it's always popping off on the Insta, always popping off on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you got to get on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what else you got to get on? You got to get on leaving us a review on iTunes because it would yeah. make us very happy. Yeah. And, you know, I think we deserve to be happy after we just had to talk about mm. Blazing Samurais for like an yeah. amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should also send us a message on Anchor if you want to make an account, but don't. So, don't. But do come back next week because I have been your host, Zachary Duke. I've been your host, Jaden Cron, and this has been. He's a keeper. <laughs>